Hello, and welcome to the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is September 22nd. We are officially done with week two of the National Football League. What a wild and wacky week it was. A lot of week one overreactions uh, that we kind of uh, debunked this week. Uh, A lot of teams getting back into old form and old shape and old habits and old things. and It's kind of going back to the way it usually is. Jameis Winston is playing like Jameis Winston, and the Packers are back to being the Packers, we think. Yeah, things are getting a little bit back to normal here in the NFL. Man, we're glad to finally have it set in stone and back. And Well, we're already down two weeks. It's crazy. Time's just flying by here in the National Football League. Uh, What a week. Uh, A lot of of great games, especially in that 425 window. Um... You know, the the Buccaneers game was close for a while. Falcons kept it close, but then the Falcons kind of falconed and do what they do. And then, you know, uh, we also had uh, a lot of Packers uh, talk last week. You know, you said even in the show, like, uh, you know, will the Packers uh, be any good? Will, uh, you know, is Aaron Rodgers throwing games? Not not likely. <laughs> they came in the Lambeau Field last night in front of all these cheeseheads and, and put a nice little whooping on the on the Lions. Uh, it was raining during Monday Night Football. Uh, the Manning cast was great. I don't think I talked about this last week. Uh, and if I did, I apologize because the Manning cast these past two weeks has been unbelievable. I've been at work. So I've been able to catch like the fourth quarter of these Manning cast games, and they're wonderful. Uh, both brothers work off each other really well. It's like uh, any of the commercials they've been in, like any of the, like, the direct TV commercials, it's kind of like that, except way better, obviously. And, you know, it's just like the dynamic, dynamic of Eli and Peyton. Like, it is funny, it is hilarious. They bring in guys like McAfee, Charles Barkley, and the, and the thing just works so well. And uh, I'm glad that they're doing that. Omaha Productions has got a great setup going there. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad that that's all working out for them and, you know, and it is good because they, they did a game last night where, you know, Lions Packers was probably not the best matchup for Monday night football, you know, and they were able to make the game entertaining and that's, what's going to be good. Even if the game is bad, at least we have the Peyton cast for, you know, eight more games. So, you know, cherish it while you can people, cause they're already down two games. So eight more games with the Manning cast, but they were great last night. Um, but but anyway, back to Rodgers and the Packers. They look good. Uh, Aaron Jones uh, getting four touchdowns. I mean, he's he's been unbelievable. So, you know, I think they're kind of back to maybe the groove up there. Maybe maybe I was a bit wrong. Maybe I was a bit wrong about uh, the Packers last week. But oh my gosh, I was I was <laughs> dead wrong about Jameis. I don't think Jameis is horrible, but he came back to earth last week. He now threw a couple interceptions. It was the same old Jameis. I thought they would be a nice winner in Carolina. Goes out, Sam Darnold kind of balls out for them. They they play well. Christian McCaffrey, you know, he's playing stellar football at the moment, you know, running that ball. And Carolina looks to be a nice little legitimate threat in the NFC playoff picture. Maybe to contest to the Buccaneers. I don't know. The Buccaneers are looking really good. I mean, Tom Brady already has nine touchdown passes. We're in week two, ladies and gentlemen. And nine touchdown passes for the GOAT himself. Uh, I'm just saying. I mean, he looks to be on a pace for something unbelievable this season. 
And, uh, you know, the Buccaneers look decent, like we said earlier. But that 4 o'clock window, man, that 425, Seahawks-Titans was good. Last-second field goal to win the game for the Titans. Uh, they look to be back in shape. Derrick Henry was running the ball like a madman, as usual. He He's looking back to getting into prime form. But, oh, my goodness. I don't know how many times I have to apologize to Viking fans. Not apologize, but, but be sad for them because, I, I mean... The fact that he missed another field goal, and the fact that another Vikings kicker missed another field goal, and I don't even remember his name, because they all just blend together. I had a buddy who called me, and he, he had like a parlay going on Sunday, and he calls me, and he's worried, he's worried, he's worried. He's like, Tommy, Tommy, Arizona's going to blow this. The Vikings have a chip shot field goal, 27-yard field goal. I take a sip of my Arnold Palmer. And I say to him, I say this. Buddy, relax. Have you ever seen a Vikings game in the past 25 years? This guy is going to shank this field goal. I already knew the ending of the movie. You knew the guy was going to shank it. You knew somehow the Vikings were going to miss it. It happened with Blair Walsh in uh, the Seattle playoff game. Happened in the 98 NFC Championship. Vikings kickers miss field goals. It's what they do. Okay? LeBron James wins titles. Tom Brady keeps playing. I mean, things just keep happening. You know what I'm saying? Things just are normal. Okay? You know? Uh, But Minnesota kickers missing field goals, that's a normal thing that happens. That's just a normal thing now. So the fact that people were worried about Minnesota making a last-second field goal and thinking that was going to be an easy win for them, ugh, yeah, I feel bad for Viking fans, but it's, it's kind of funny at this point. But he was calling me. He was so upset. He's like, oh, I bet the Cardinals and the Cardinals are going to blow it. I'm like, dude, this guy is going to shake this field goal. Relax. Trust me. This is the Vikings we're talking about. I mean, this is 25 years of just pure insanity when it comes to last-second field goal kicks. Trust me. The NFC North has had some crazy missed field goals. And uh, that that is no exception for Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, wow. It, it, it just was one of those weeks where a lot of action was happening. Uh, 1 o'clock window was fine. Uh, Vegas looked pretty impressive. I know Pittsburgh's kind of a wish-wash team. Um, and, and some of the one o'clock games were good. Rams kind of took over the game against the Colts. They looked good. Uh, the Colts just, uh, Wentz is out. I've just, I can't talk about the Colts right now. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's too tough. Too, too tough of a thing. Um, we just, you know, I think Carson plays okay. We just, you know, we let sacks and we let him get hit. Uh, obviously we can't run the football. I mean, we were, what, what the hell, like, uh, one yard line couldn't even get it in. It's embarrassing. It's quite frankly embarrassing, to be honest. And uh, I just can't talk about it right now. But what I can talk about is Sunday night football. Chiefs at the big crab cake to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Classic offense. Both defenses were garbage. Okay, Kansas City couldn't stop Lamar Jackson. Okay, and. Patty Mahomes was throwing to Travis Kelsey for 20 yards basically the whole night. I mean, 
You can't stop Kelsey. But you can't stop Clyde Edwards Eclair because <laughs> this guy, he will not have a job. I don't know if he's gotten cut yet. He should be. Fumbles when Kansas City sets up to get the game winning drive, game winning field goal. They drive right down the field. I think the first play, I think, was to Kelsey, I think, for like 20 yards. I mean, they were just getting open plays. Baltimore was basically asking, please just just score. Just please score. Like, you, you know, Baltimore is not going to stop this. And then all of a sudden, Eclair fumbles the football. And, you know, Lamar goes for it on fourth down, fourth and one, because. He knows if he doesn't get it, Patrick Mahomes will drive down and he will score and that will be the end of the game. So, you know, there's a whole highlight video where Harbaugh is saying to Lamar, hey, Lamar, you want to go for it? And Lamar should have said no. Coach, I don't want to go for it. Uh, I'm done. No. He said yes, we're going to go for it. And what do you know? Lamar runs it straight up the middle. No one can stop him. Baltimore wins the game. Baltimore looks to be very good. They're kind of maybe back in back in the saddle there in the AFC North slash the AFC playoff picture. Uh, never too early to start looking at the playoffs, people. Never start never starting too early. Uh, Lamar is doing you know uh, whatever a somersault into the end zone. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, he's doing crazy things. Yeah, I mean this is uh, one of one of those years where. Kansas City looks like they could still go to the Super Bowl and score whenever they want. They almost looked too arrogant when they were going to score because they kind of were hesitating. They're like, ah, you know, when Lamar scored, you know, you see Mahomes' face, he's kind of like, <laughs> come on, we, we can do this, right? We can go and, you know, just drive down the field, win the game. But no, instead of just run out of the clock, we, we're going to give the ball to Clyde Edwards to Claire. He's going to fumble. Uh, he's trash, by the way. I... I feel so bad because he should be so much better than he is, and he's just not. He's just not there. He's just not a good back, and it just hasn't translated. And I know it's his second year. I get it, you know. I just don't think this guy is very good. You can't be fumbling the football, period. It's not It's not good. It's not good stuff. But I will say, Baltimore and Cleveland, that could be a matchup come uh, January. For the playoffs. Just saying. Um, yeah. So, let's go from the best to the worst. Jacksonville. Their mascot tried to do a, a header off the Jumbotron. Very scary stuff in Jacksonville. Is Urban Meyer going to USC? I don't know. We still haven't figured that one out. Bills killed the Dolphins. Which was quite surprising. Um, Dolphins did not look good. Two is hurt. Uh, Jacoby Brissett had to play for a little bit. Did not look good. Josh Allen and the Bills look to be uh, back and better than ever after a lackluster performance last week against Pittsburgh. I think they are back. And again, nice division win against the Dolphins who beat the Patriots. So congrats to the Buffalo Bills on that nice win against the Dolphins. Um, Yeah, Browns didn't look too great against the Texans. Pulled it out, though. Thought the Bears were going to beat... Or the... Yeah, the... Yeah, sorry. Thought the Bengals were going to beat the Bears. That didn't happen. Giants lost to Washington on Thursday night. Last second field goal. Taylor Heineke looks to be good. I know a lot of people think Taylor Heineke isn't the answer in, in Washington. I think he might just be the answer. I think this kid has grit. He comes out of Old Dominion. He's a monarch. He's a he seems like a good kid. 
prepared, very well-established. People like him. I think the city likes him. I think for uh, the first time in a while, probably since RG3, I would say, there's a, a palpable buzz around this kid in Washington. And uh, he's trying to lead the football team to an NFC division or an NFC East division crown. So we'll see what the kid has. You know, he's got Scary Terry. He's got some weapons. He's got Logan Thomas, who's a decent tight end. So we'll see what the football team can do up there in Washington. We'll just see. But uh, enough about week two, because that's old news, and I'm tired of talking about it. Let's talk about week three. Let's get into the slate. All right, let's get into the slate of games. Interesting week this week. Um, yeah, there's some some sneakers in here, but there's also some decent matchups. Let's talk about it first. Thursday Night Football. Uh, Carolina at Houston. So uh, Carolina is favored by eight. Vegas has that. It's Thursday night, right? So Houston's at home. I don't know if Tyrod's going to play. See, if Tyrod is playing and he's healthy, this team is a completely different team. But if they got the kid from Stanford, Schultz, or whatever his name is, David Schmeltz, Schmaltz, I don't even know his name, if if he's playing, they were they will probably lose. Now, Thursday night is weird. We've established that. It's a weird time and place in the twilight zone of some reason. And I can see them like squeaking this out or only losing by three or winning by three or something crazy. Carolina should take care of business. Sam Darnold should have this game in front of him. Then he gets 10 days rest. I feel like Sam goes off. But at the same time, like this, this has to be a McCaffrey game. This has to be run the ball with McCaffrey, chew clock, make sure you are... Uh, setting the tempo offensively, and that will set the tempo for the rest of the game. Just keep the Texans' offense off the field. Um, Even if they aren't a threat, just keep them off the field. Get McCaffrey going early. Obviously, you know, Sam Darnold's got some decent weapons there. And uh, I think Carolina wins, but I think it's kind of closer than people think. I don't don't know. I don't know if Carolina covers the spread, but Carolina will win the ballgame. All right, my Indianapolis Colts have to travel to Nashville to take on those Titans of Tennessee. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you have listened to this podcast, you know I am an Indianapolis Colts fan. And it disheartens me that for a third straight week now, I am going to pick against my Indianapolis Colts. I don't think on this show I have ever picked against my home team, not two straight weeks in a row, but three. The defense looks decent at times. Our offensive line cannot uh, provide Wentz with enough safety. I don't know if Wentz will play on Sunday. We can't run the ball. Those are all problems. And it looks like Derrick Henry is back and better than ever. That is scary to me. He got going last week and it was scary. Um, Tannehill with the play action looks to be back to the Tannehill that people go crazy for look I'm picking against Indianapolis it's a business decision I can't pick with my heart it's a business decision and that's it I mean I I, I, here's the thing I just can't take the Colts right now I love them I cherish them but right now it's it's a it's a family it's not a family decision. It's a, it's a business decision. And right now, Tennessee looks to be the better team. 
And I don't know if we can stop Henry on Sunday. I'm going to be honest. They're favored by five. I'm going to pick them to cover and to win the ball game. I like the Tennessee Titans against uh, the Colts on Sunday at home for them. It's at Nashville. I know we usually win there, but, you know, it's a day game. I, I like Tennessee. So, Washington at Buffalo. I, I'm, I'm not sure on this one. I believe these two teams played last year, and I think Buffalo, and I think it was close, I think. And then Buffalo kind of pulled away, I believe. Could be wrong on that. Um, but I believe this game was close. Uh, but they like Buffalo by 8.5. Uh, or, sorry, excuse me. Three, yeah, 8.5. Eight 8.5, and a half, eight and a half, sorry. Buffalo will win this game. Uh, Josh Allen looks good. I think the Washington's starting to reel a little bit. Starting to kind of... I know I was talking about Heineke and, you know, him playing well. But if we're talking about battling offenses here, I think Josh Allen, you know, that's just too much, too much offensive power for Heineke and his offense. And I don't know if they can outscore the Bills. So I'm going to take Buffalo to beat Washington on Sunday. All right, Chicago at Cleveland. Uh, Justin Fields should be playing, I think, uh, unless Andy Dalton just wants to be a complete uh, jerk and just start to come in and be like, oh, this is still my team. Obviously, it's not. Um, it, it is Justin Fields' team. So at this point, I think they lose this game. Cleveland's favored by seven. And a half, seven. I know Cleveland looked bad on Sunday against the Texans, but let me tell you. Excuse me. The Bears' defense may not be as good as we think possibly. And with the running game that they have and so many offensive weapons for Baker, they're going to win this game, and I think they kind of pull away at the end. Bears keep it close for a while. Fields kind of runs around, does his little dance in the pocket. But I just think when it comes to it, the Browns are just a better team, so I'm going to take Cleveland. All right, Baltimore-Detroit. Look, I think Green Bay shoved... Uh, the spirit right out of Detroit. Usually I'm a Detroit goer. I, I like to root for them. I like to, quote-unquote, you know, they've, lo- they've lost for so long now that at this point they're not even a threat, so you just root for them because you feel sad at this point. Um, I don't feel like that way for Viking fans because Viking fans, like, still think they're good. Detroit fans know they're not good. So at least they admit it to themselves. But, uh, yeah, watching Detroit... Last night was just kind of, you know, the golf was fumbling. Golf golf deserves to be in Detroit, to be honest. Um, Yeah. If Lamar runs like he did against the Chiefs, this game is going to be long for them. It is going to be a long day. Lamar has a big day on the ground. I like the Baltimore Ravens to win by 21 points at Detroit. Give me the Ravens. Big on the Lions. All right. Chargers at Kansas City. All right, first of all, divisional game. These games are always close no matter what division you're talking about in football. Divisional divisional games are close. Kansas City favored by 6.5. I think that line is too high. I don't think they're respecting Justin Herbert. Their defense is decent. I know it's at Kansas City. I know it's at Arrowhead. That place goes nutso. But here's the thing. I like the Chargers to at least cover. Uh, I, I I like... I like the the Chargers to keep it close. I don't think Kansas City covers the spread. I think it's a three-point game. I think Kansas City squeaks by on a field goal. I think it's close. But give me Kansas City. 
All right, the Saints at the Pats. You know, if Drew Brees was still around, I'd say, ooh, Brees versus Brady, we'd have that all week on SportsCenter. It'd be fun. But no Brees. He's covering Notre Dame football for NBC. And no more Tom Brady, obviously, for New England. So kind of weird, right? Both starts to the new future for both teams is kind of freaky. It's at New England. I like New England to win by three points. I think Winston has a little bounce back week. Uh, I think they come back, make it close, but it's at home. Mac Jones does just enough to win this ball game for the Pats. They're favored by three. I like them to win at New England. Belichick finds a way coaching-wise. All right, this is a burn your cable box game of the week. Woo, this is stinky. It's a stinkeroo one. It's the Atlanta Falcons traveling to the swampy, swampy Meadowlands to take on Saquon and the Giants. Yeah, here's the thing. I have Saquon in fantasy. I know it's only been two weeks. Okay, I know. But he just hasn't been producing. And I know he was injured last season. I get it. He's on a pitch count. When are we going to start seeing the Saquon that we've been seeing before and before? And he lacks. he's lacking some vision. He's lacking cuts. He's not seeing holes. What's his deal? Danny Jones isn't playing well. We've got receivers dropping balls. I think Slayton dropped a touchdown last week in Thursday Night Football. Look, the Falcons are bad too. But the Falcons kind of kept it close with Tampa Bay. So if they play that way against the Giants, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley should have a pretty nice day. Let's see what Matt Ryan can do. But this is a classic Atlanta, we're going to lose by 21 points type of game. But I'm going to take Atlanta. Watch the Giants win by three touchdowns. But I'm taking Atlanta. It's at the Meadowlands. Maybe it's windy. I don't know. Maybe it rains. Who knows? Elements help them. But, you know, I just... ah, This Giants team just doesn't look like it has it all together. I don't know. I'll take Atlanta, but I think think it's a close game. But that is the worst game of the week. just, Just take a... Box of matches, light them on fire, stick them in your Xfinity cable provider box, and just let go. Let flames happen. It's great. All right. We got the Bengals at Pittsburgh. Like we said, divisional game. Uh, Pitt favored by three and a half. I think the Bengals cover that. I think this is a very close game at Heinz Field. But I am taking Pittsburgh. I don't know why I'm taking Pittsburgh. Um, My heart is telling me to take uh, Cincinnati. But I just think Pittsburgh finds a way. Najee Harris gets back at it after the loss last week. He looks to be a pretty good running back for them. I, I just like Pittsburgh to win this close, close, though, against Cincinnati. Joey Burrows makes it close. All right, last 1 o'clock game of the day. The Arizona Cardinals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you're saying, why wasn't this the burn your cable box? The Cardinals almost beat the Vikings. The Cardinals, Cardinals barely beat the Vikings, right? And the Jags are awful, right? Their mascot tried to do a, a header off the Jumbotron. Well, look, Kyler Murray is so freaking good. This dude's never going to be in the burn your cable box. He just never is. This guy is making plays, zip, zap, zoop-a-dee-doo. He's, he's doing whatever he can. He is a highfalutin, high-shooting NFL player. And he is just... All over the place, making plays all the time. Rondell Moore is great. He's from Purdue. So as long as Rondell Moore and Kyler Murray are on this team, they're never making the burn your cable box. Unless they become unbearable, which 
then they they will make it. But usually the Cardinals will not be in the burner cable box. I basically can guarantee it. But they're favored by seven and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. The mascot, like I said before, tried to do a, a, a one header off the off the Jumbotron. Got it a Peter Pan right off his here, damn. Yeah. I just quoted the fugitive. If you don't know what that is, go watch the fugitive, please. It's a great movie. If you don't know what I'm talking about, yeah, okay. But here's the thing. Jacksonville is really horrifying to watch. And I try to watch as least amount possible of Jacksonville. I take Arizona to win by 21 points. Kyler Murray, if he, all the doubt of last week, almost losing to the Vikings at home, needs to be washed out. Go to Jacksonville, jump on the gas, get this thing going, score like 48 points. Let's. Let, this is the week we start to separate ourselves from boys and men. You know what I'm saying? This is the week for, for Arizona. I like the Cardinals big. All right, we got a pair of 405, pair of 425. we got the pair of 405. The New York Jets heading to Denver, Colorado to the Rocky Mountains to take on those Broncos of Denver in the Mile High Air and the Mile High Stadium. I don't know if it's called Invesco Field or Invesco Field at Mile High. I don't know what it's called anymore. But whatever it's called, it's in Denver. And I think the Jets are going to lose this game really badly. And I envision Zach Wilson throwing multiple interceptions. And I think Denver has a huge day offensively. I know the spread is Denver by 10.5. I'm going to take Denver by 21 points. I think Denver is a decent squad. I like Teddy Two Gloves. He finds Cortland Sutton. Things seem to be kind of working out there in Denver. Their schedule after this week, though, starts to get really rocky. They have Ravens, Raiders, Steelers, Browns, all four in a row. That's tricky. So they've been able to get Giants, Jags, and Jets here to start the season. After this week is when we really start to see what this Denver team really is. But for now, I like Denver. I'll take the 10 and a half. I'll, I'll let them win by 21. I like Denver. I like Teddy Two Gloves. All right, Miami at Vegas. Uh, this was a good game last year. Came down to the wire. Uh, Vegas is playing good football right now. They're running the ball really well. Defensively, I like I like the ends they have uh, play, playing in Oakland. Or Sorry, Las Vegas. Uh, Coach Gruden's got them going. Going real well. Foster Moreau. Uh, love the kid. He's doing great. Uh, I was able to talk to him a little bit this summer. Uh, and he is, you know, really excited to be on this offense and, and be behind Waller and getting a lot of playing time too, you know. And, uh, yeah, I was able to talk to him. And he, he really enjoys playing with Darren Waller. Obviously, Darren. I, I, I personally think, I know, like I've said it before, Kelsey and Kittle, but, like, I, I still think Darren Waller personally is the best tight end in the league by far. Um, so Foster's excited to have him on the team with him and, and to be tight ends together. And Foster had a, a decent game this week. Really good game, actually. And uh, I like Vegas to win. They've got something going there. I don't know if Tua's hurt or not. I don't know how he's going to be playing, if he's hurt, if he's not. Who knows? Uh, I know they got Waddle and, and some really nice pieces there, but... This game will be close, but I do like the the Vegas Raiders to cover that three and a half. All right, Bucks at the Rams. This is probably the game of the day, I'd say. Um, 
Bucks favored by one over L.A. Look, it's at the Rams. Buccaneers look really good. Uh, these first two weeks, Rams keep it close. I think Buccaneers win by three points. Um, it's a very high scoring back and forth. I think Gronk gets a few. You know, they, they're really going to try to push the ball up and f- down the field, control the offensive tempo uh, for, for, for Tampa Bay. And the Rams are going to try to do a lot of trickery, a lot of long plays, see how that works. McVay is going to try to outcoach Arians. Should be a fun one, but uh, I, I think Tampa Bay wins. But I think they win by three. All right, Seattle, Minnesota. Thankfully, this is not a primetime game. It's lumped in with the 425. Going to Minnesota, Seattle is. So, here's the thing. Seattle did not play well last week. I think they have a bounce back week this week. I know Minnesota looks like a pretty good offense. Kirk Cousins played well last week. I will not say that sentence very often on this podcast. But he did play well. I think this will be a very high contested game. But I think Seattle wins by three points. It's Seattle by two. But I think Seattle wins by three at Minnesota. They keep this close. Dalvin Cook's looking decent again this year. So, I like Seattle to win, though. I like the long ball with Medcalf and, and Lockett. And they're starting to hit it a little bit. I know last week was kind of a detour, but I think this week they, just, they, they get it done. But close, three points. All right, Sunday Night Football. Green Bay at San Francisco. This has been Sunday night for a couple of years now. Uh, but Green Bay traveling out to the other bay. It's the Battle of the Bays. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, we all know. Grew up as a Niner fan, went to California in high, you know, uh, for college, and uh, didn't get many college offers. Went to California, did his thing. You know, we all know the story. We all know the narrative, right? I feel like everybody was a Niner fan. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. It's like, who wasn't a Niner fan? Um, but you know, he was a Niner fan growing up. We all know the narrative. You know, Alan Mike, Alan Chris will show the. You know, he him in a Niner jersey. It's it's the whole thing on Sunday night. This game will be close. I think Green Bay's found it with the running game, and they've been able to kind of put together a good offensive strategy. But I'll tell you what, San Francisco home, tough to beat. They look good on Sunday against Philadelphia. I know Garoppolo's kind of been like, oh, are we starting Lance? Are we starting Garoppolo? I was kind of the same way, like putting out, pulling out the pitchfork, being like, "Hey, let's start Lance." Eh, I don't know. Maybe keep Garoppolo in a little longer. He's not looking too bad, but I like San Francisco to win by seven. I think it's a touchdown game. I think it's close. I think it's a shootout. But I think San Francisco wins at home. I think that they, they went close though. Close game. All right, divisional matchup on Monday Night Football: Philadelphia at Dally. The Dallas Cowboys coming off a decent win against the Chargers. Last second field goal. Coming off a loss to Tampa Bay. So, one last week. They're 1-1. One and one. And at home against the Eagles. Now, this is usually a setup for Dallas to kind of, you know, um, kind of ruin their season. Kind of spoil everything for everybody. Dallas is in a nice spot and everything's pointing to Dallas. But I will say this. I'm going to take Philadelphia. Dallas is favored by four at home. I know they're looking good with the running game with Pollard and Zeke and Dax looking really nice. But I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy. I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy. And I think he's going to take this team to possibly win an NFC East championship. And I like the way he throws the ball. I know their defense is sort of shaky. 
We'll see what they do against Dallas. I like I like Joe I like Jalen Hurts though. I believe in Hurts. I like Philadelphia. This is one of my upsets of the week. I think Philly goes into Dallas and wins, but I think it's close. Like it's by seven points. I think Philly uh, wins, but it's close, close one at Jerry's World. All right, that was Monday Night Football. So I like this week. I like Philadelphia. I like San Francisco. I like Seattle. I like Tampa Bay. I like Vegas. I like the New York Football Jets to lose to Denver. I like the Arizona Cardinals. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like the Atlanta Falcons. I like the New England Patriots. I like the Kansas City Chiefs. I like the Ravens. I like Cleveland. I like Buffalo. I like Tennessee. And I like Carolina to win on Thursday night. So those are my picks of the week, guys. I want to thank you guys so much for listening, as always. Uh, check out for more content next week. We'll do week four, lines, predictions, all that good stuff. We'll talk about week three. But uh, I always do want to remind you, as always, please check out the first and ten for college football content and obviously Big Ten football content. Because things are getting a little weird in the Big Ten, i got to say. Michigan and Iowa may look like the best teams in the in the Big Ten. Ohio State, not playing very well. So we'll see what happens this season. But if you like college football, and especially the Big Ten, if you are a heartland Midwesterner type of person, please go out and check the first and ten. Patrick Feltz, RJM, Reed, J. Murray. They're all there to give you the content, break it down for you every week. They do preview episodes. They do recap episodes. Uh, Reed was just in Bloomington with Pat doing a bunch of live stuff and doing a lot of content. So they're doing a lot of hard work over there. So go check them out as always. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. It's been uh, another great week of football. And I hope you guys enjoy week three of the National Football League. And I will see you guys next week, same time. I'll see you guys in a hot minute.